0: At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We've seen a car run into a tree, a tree fall through a roof, and we've even seen a car fall through a roof. Hey, babe.
1: Your parents are here.
0: But there's a better way for your home and auto to come together. Bundle them, and when you get both, you could save an average of twenty percent. Visit Farmers.com or call one eight hundred Farmers to get a quote today.
1: We are Farmers. Bum, bum, bum,
0: bum, bum, bum. Reported twenty eighteen nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
1: Hello and welcome back to Glee on the Rocks. I'm Mav. I'm Emily. And I'm Mandy. And we are going over episode 21, Funk, which is uh it premiered June first, twenty ten. And here's a little little background for for everybody. The new directions get some news that's sure to rattle a few nerves as Jesse St. James returns to vocal adrenaline, which shakes Rachel. Vocal adrenaline intimidates new directions by decorating their choir room with toilet papers, leaving them in a funkification. Will motivates the Glee Club to perform funk numbers, as that is what vocal adrenaline's main weakness. Meanwhile, Quinn connects with her funky side with a little help from Mercedes, and Sue begins to have a crush on someone she always calls an enemy. Jesse and Rachel's relationship goes even further down in the dumps, and Will and Terry finalize their divorce. This episode was directed by Elodie Keene and written by Ian Brennan. So a lot happens here guys. That that was a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely one of those episodes that has a um an overabundance of plot lines. Yeah, and I don't know if it's like they they kind of go, "Oh shit, we need to we need to like uh we've been pulling these these threads along and all of a sudden now we need to we need to, you know, tie some of them up or, you know, move some of them along." So where we, That's exactly
0: what it felt like. It yeah. felt like them going, "Wow, we didn't realize we had this many loose ends."
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, all right, the, that many loose ends, plus a new thread of Sue having a crush on Will. Like, what the? Yeah, f- I mean, like if it had been a, I, I hated it. <laughs> no, totally. I mean, it's it's. I mean, that's, I hate it. That's, for that's obvious not who right? Sue is. I feel like it's, they're, they're trying, ultimately, they, I feel like they've kind of put themselves in a corner, and this was an attempt, or this was, you know, a way for them to get out of that corner of, one, we need to make Sue look vulnerable, and, and she can't be too terrible, so we're trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, add, add, you know, things that make her seem more personable, while also, because, um, sue's technically the enemy she can't always win <laughs> so it's like they're trying to come back with like technically at the end of the day will is supposed to be the one that wins The Glee club is supposed to be the one that wins so right, right. you know so even though it's it's painful to watch because you're like but no you've literally it does not make sense and like i i'm not saying there isn't a world in which i i would have shipped will and sue i will like there, there's a world in which that's a pretty easy uh, no. enemies to lovers trope that they could have done, right? Like, not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. Yeah, there uh, is the, there is Except, no except there is in no the magnum opus I'm writing right now. Just you wait guys. You guys I've got a, a will Sue thick coming your way. That is the darkest timeline. <laughs> it's time for it. I've been holding on to it for six years and I'm, I'm ready to let it fly. You know, it's, it's a trope that exists, and I love it across all fandoms, and there's an argument to be made that they could have done it for a character like Sue and a character like Will, where they're battling it out, and I, I don't have to explain it, like, you know how this is going to go, but that's that's not the show, and that's not ever what was going to happen, and this fucking one-episode crush is just... Ugh, tired Look, and, that's tired the, and that's the other thing, is that it's sort of... This doesn't make sense, but... Let's let's say that we we want it to make sense. You know, it's like we don't, but let, let's for the sake of argument go, okay, this is the thing that's gonna happen. How do we make it work? Glee does these things where they put they put stuff in an entire episode. So instead of having Sue's crush come or like they're being like Threads of it through other episodes, and maybe she realize fully realizes it this episode. No, it's it's sort of like it's up and real, and then like it it does the whole arc in one episode, and so that doesn't yeah. feel realistic. So I feel like yeah, even if they wanted to go, no, we really want to make this happen. You could have, if you had pulled it out a little bit further and and teased more of the the um, hate is closer to love. Than you know indifference you know kind of right. thing. If you had pulled and played with that way earlier, maybe you could have made this work. But because you, she really did it. yeah. I mean, Sue really is obsessed with the Glee Club, and you could make that because she is into Will. But that's not why. That's that's a road that again in our in our list of things Glee could have done. It's a road they could have taken, and they didn't, but in this one episode, they brought it up, they did it, and they put it away. Like, oh, okay, shit. It, it's also, it's funny, because it's like, Sue was like, the one, the one, like, adult woman in the show, he, he hadn't tried to, like, sleep with. <laughs> I know. And now it's just like, God damn it. He had to make the full rounds. The full Monty. Slutty Sue. Is that is that not a euphemism? I don't know. In any case, in any case, it's it's gross, and and I I prefer not to not to think about it, and especially prefer not to to watch or re imagine. Uh, Tell me something good. Oh God! The song Will happen? uses to try to seduce Sue, and this is it's just. To be fair, I, I when watching this, I I wonder and I have some other questions from other, from other episodes that come up. I go, is this weird or do I hate shoes so much that my my weirded outness is like bias?
0: Does uh, that make sense?
1: I mean, I think trying to humiliate someone using uh sex and a and a crush against them is pretty gross no matter who it is. Well, I agree, but, like, this this whole thing bothers me to the point of, like, I can't watch it. I don't want to oh. watch it. However, if this was, like, let's say, Sebastian and Kurt, or, like, Yeah, or like, I mean, what? <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to come up with other, like, you know, like hate, or if we had, like, a Blaine and Kurt, you know, where they were enemies, and then doing this, would I hate it as much? No, no, it's mostly because it's Will. <laughs> I mean, he, he I definitely... Mean,
0: something distasteful to every storyline
1: he does (laughs) he could be like working at a soup kitchen on christmas oh wait they do that still wrong and still i will be angry at it spoiler alert it's it's not it's it's not fun it's not a i don't know why this was something they decided to do i don't know other than trying to other than giving sue some additional ammo for going after the glee club yeah. and trying to make her seem more vulnerable. I don't really know what this brought and I'll be honest I, I would have preferred they figure out how to do that any other way. <laughs> yeah. 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 Didn't didn't need it. Didn't add to anything. And uh just, on a just happier note though. Yes. Uh, Terry is finally free. Terry so, is free from Will Schuster. So can we all can we all just raise A nice little glass of whatever it is you're drinking today, for for Terry. Drinking um, cold brew. Fabulous. Happy divorce day, Terry. Happy divorce day. Happy for you. Go be Uh, free. Be free. I personally, I feel like she should go further than like sheets and things. I feel like she should like leave town. Yes, probably. Um, Like completely, but uh, this. this is this is the, a first step in the right direction. Um, I mean, she even she even helps out, you know, Puck and Finn. Which I go back and forth between going, this is weird, and that's nice. And I say this is weird because I know like Glee's how how they o- how they how they always use underage sexual motifs throughout their show. So yeah. it's always like. It's not there, but also I always wonder, I'm like, but because I don't always know with Glee. So I go back and forth between, yay for yay for Terry for, you know, helping people out. But then also, or, is there something else going on here that I should be more worried about? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's always it's really hard to know. I think anytime Sandy Ryerson shows up, you're kind of like, something's not right here. Exactly. Yeah, and that is a good point. Can we can we talk about how he's still around? He has not been like arrested. Ar- exactly, kept away from from small children. Yeah, I yeah I, I honestly don't know why Sandy Ryerson has more lines than half of the Glee Club. I don't get it. I don't know why the writers continue to think that this is funny and worth doing.
0: No, me either. It's definitely one of their more questionable like. I want to say humor but like in quotation marks because they they played sandy ryerson like past the point of like a quick laugh
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're very explicit about what he did and then very serious about him like being a character who comes back multiple times yeah it's uh just
1: gross yeah glad we're all Absolutely. in agreement <laughs> All in the agreement that uh, we should not have the, the pedophile still around and making jokes, and just you know working at sheets and things like it's no big deal. Um, I will, I will, however, say I do find the name sheets and things hilarious. That is one of their better puns. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really, it's dumb, but I think it's hilarious. I also really like the loser song. Sounded weird. I like how they they did loser. Um, I felt like half the time I couldn't watch it, but like I still liked the arrangement. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. So my other my other I storylines that I, I was watching for with this one. Um, go in, I'll go into the uh, one I find to be most confusing, but also uh, one I liked the most, being uh, Quinn. So it's like, we had a lot of her, then we didn't have as much of her, then, hey, Quinn, by the way, in case you forgot, Quinn's character that we have in the show, FYI, um, sort of how I felt with this, but um, I like what they, I like what they did with her this episode. I liked her song. I I wanted wanted to. It It just felt so, uh, I don't know, like, forced or, (sighs) I'm not sure how I felt about it. I mean, I can see I can see the idea of it being forced. I do like I did find the Quinn Mercedes kind of thing kind of random.
0: It was, um, random, it was random, but
1: I but also appreciated Mercedes being like, Oh right, one of my uh, supposed friends and fellow Glee club members is in trouble and needs a place to live, I can step up. Like, that was nice. She didn't have to do that. Although it's never mentioned again, as far as I can Yeah, it's
0: it's the same thing that you were saying earlier with Sue and Shu, in that, like, it's like like they come up with these things that really should have been a, like, full, if not full season, at least had some build-up to it. And could have worked really well.
1: Like, Yeah, I think maybe that is my problem with it. It was too too fast. fast. It was like...
0: Yeah. yeah. It's too fast, 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 and then, like,
1: disappears after the episode mm-hmm. and to be and to be quite honest the re, I guess the thing I did like about it was I, I really liked um, it's a man's 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 world um, but man's I think, mans or man's 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 there, it's a it's, it's a dude's world it's a lot of dudes worlds it's all of them all the dudes it's their world all dudes worlds yes that's exactly that's the song pretty sure that's the title um I liked the, the idea behind it, um, bringing in, you know, the unwed mothers and, you know, we're, we're invisible and nobody sees us. But it also would have been nice to have had, again, be a thing that you also see in previous episodes that maybe you see Quinn having to deal with this and not just have her all of a sudden talk about it. Maybe them omitting... Or from a lot of storylines was their way of saying it. I'm not going to go that far and think that they actually did that, but I think having again, as as we always say, it would have been nice to have had it more than just this episode. Mm-hmm. And like, where did all those uh, were- pregnant teenagers come from? Have they and also like were they all at McKinley? In which case, holy shit! Right, because you know Quinn was talking about feeling alone and feeling uh, that no one else understood her plight, but yeah. apparently there's like sixteen other 16 pregnant women in the school.
0: The same way or with Artie and other disabled students. Like, apparently they're there. The rest of the school just doesn't give a fuck about them.
1: But also, it, it makes you kind of wonder, like, what is your sex education look like? Is it just the pamphlets? Well, they because, have a celibacy. Well, I should say something, I guess. So it's not going well. Yeah, considering the celibacy club was, you know, nothing but curious. Yeah, I also, oh, okay. did we, when did we find out that Quinn is living with Puck? Did we know that? Uh, I didn't. I made a note saying, "Is this something I knew and I forgot?" I knew. Okay. I don't know if I like purposefully have been like just not listening to anything puck related. Um, but like she said that, and I was like, "Wait, you were? When did that happen?" If they mentioned that she was still living with puck, I don't remember it. Okay. I'm gonna go with they didn't mention it because why would they? Please. <laughs> yeah. So then we have. Um, we have the vocal adrenaline storyline, which is the whole reason for the title of the episode for funk, trying to get Glee out of their funk after, you know, what vocal adrenaline does to them, does to Rachel, does to everybody. Um, yeah, because yeah, in a... a choir room is such a travesty. So demoralizing. <laughs> yeah. Personally, I think I think the thing that's more demoralizing is wat- watching Vocal Adrenaline and and um, and them do uh, another one bites the dust because that's demoralizing. They're really good. I actually think, I actually think the um, another one bites the dust is better than what they do in regionals. Oh, I agree. I would definitely agree. I think it's a lot. Um, it's a lot of fun, and it's got it's got that kind of it's got a little bit of anger to it, which gives it a little bit more intensity. Um, which makes sense, uh, but yeah, I think I would have would have definitely preferred that as as their performance piece. I will say, um, kudos to to Glee for at least having a big bad that went through an entire entire um, season and not just bringing vocal adrenaline in at the end, mm-hmm. which is something I think we would have done. So hey, you get kudos for that. Which I feel hey. like is you know show running 101. But hey, would that have
0: happened without Edina? I, mean, I don't
1: know.
0: Like, <laughs> like they, they, just needed a
1: reason to have her constantly rigging. Re- Probably. Um, and then the other, other thing, and then we go from so they go through, you know, getting funkified or, or whatever, whatever term I forget the term they use, um, funkification because that's a word. After after listening to vocal adrenaline, and then all the way through the end uh, to you know to Rachel's egging. Which I should not enjoy as much. It's so childish that it's funny. It's funny. It's it's ridiculous because it's just so over the top, and that's exactly something that would happen to somebody who's over top over the top as she is, uh, as Rachel is. Um, but also, I just I liked that Jesse admits that he truly did love her. I'm like, yes, thank you, because this is the ship that that we stand for here in uh, Glendale. But the it's run. also
0: really good luck that they did that considering things that happened later on. Mm-hmm. That would have been a really weird setup for oh the last time I saw you you egged me and that was that.
1: hmm It was it was very convenient and well well done. But then, then we go into Give Up the Funk, which I both love and, and dislike. What are your what are your thoughts on their final performance for this episode? Uh, like It's fine. It's a dumb, dumb, funny funny performance. I just, I don't take it seriously.
0: It didn't really impress me or stand out to me,
1: but it was fine. I like Kurt's hat. (laughs) Yes, Kurt's outfits were were lovely this, this episode, but the thing that I find interesting, it was a fun number. Didn't understand how Quinn was dancing, but whatever. Um, they they do this is song and it's I hmm? was going to say she was like more pregnant in this episode than she is in the next one and this was technically supposed to be before theatricality it is yeah so go figure um but yeah they they did this number to try to intimidate vocal adrenaline or to get back at them vocal adrenaline is is intimidated by their by their song And to me, it seemed a lot more like, hey, we're just going to get up and dance and have fun and sing this song, which I enjoyed. But at the same time, I go, but this isn't intimidating. Like, this isn't like, oh, my God, this is an amazing piece. So that made no sense. But then also, vocal adrenaline saying, oh, my God, the only way that we can be beaten is with funk because we have no soul. I was like, oh, you literally made a point that how to beat vocal adrenaline is to sing funk songs. Um, I'm going to say hashtag spoiler. Guess what they don't sing next se- next episode. Yeah, there's not a song. single func funk song to be found song. in their regionals. <laughs> Just FYI, like literally, they said this is how this is how we would be beaten, and then they decide not to do that. So yeah. I found that to be like, okay, that's okay. They they do the opposite. Pretty much, pretty much, exactly. They're like, hey, that's the way to win. Let's not do that. Well, you know, uh, Shuster's not the smartest. smartest. Well so here's here's a question for you both of you guys um, how well did this episode do for uh, encapsulating this week's lesson as mr. Shu as a uh, encapsulating or or uh, encapsulating funk well, so isn't the theme of the episode or the yeah the episode really about regrets? yes, that's really what they're talking about and they're the the different things that we regret in life and like nobody sings my way which seems like such a missed opportunity but that, is that really a funk song no but that's the thing is like none of these funk songs really talk about regret like the the musical theme of the episode does not correspond with the thematic theme of the episode which then kind of goes to what do you what do you think of also, they're talking about vocal adrenaline not having any soul, and they're not doing soul songs. They're doing funk songs. Like, they just, they don't, nothing matches. Funk and soul are two different musical genres. Vocal adrenaline knows they can't, knows they can be beat because they have no soul, but they're not singing soul songs. But Schuster is talking about regret, and they're singing funk. Like, it's just that, uh, they don't match. I don't like So it. do you think it was it lazy that.
0: writing or like they just had a set number of songs and they wanted to do those songs no matter what else I think was going it, on in the episode?
1: I think the writers just didn't quite realize what they were writing. Like I think I think in their minds they were thinking funk songs, funk is great, funk is groovy, uh, the automatons like uh, vocal adrenaline can't possibly is hip and cool and whatever is our mostly white glee club. But, but the words they put out—they put in the characters' mouths—are really more about regrets and uh, the choices that we make. And they just didn't like the writing on the whiteboard in the writers' room that doesn't actually exist was one thing, yeah. but what they were typing on the page was something totally else, totally different. It doesn't really matter. I just think it could have been more cohesive as an episode. I'm sorry. I was literally just pulling up um, the best funk songs of all time from Billboard. Just because out of curiosity to see how many of the songs did they actually use, that they used in the show, were actually funk songs. And I Stevie mean, Wonder, they didn't do Stevie Wonder and they didn't do Cool in the Gang. So like, what does it matter? <laughs> uh, so they did do um, Give Up the Funk, and uh, but they didn't do Super Freak. Right. Uh, Pick Up the Pieces, right. Juicy Fruit, Brick House, Stevie Wonder. Cool and game. Earth, wind, and fire. Michael Jackson. So, yeah, mean, young, like, young. Michael's uh, funky. Um, funky town, which I feel like is something that they would have enjoyed because literally, it's it has the word in the name. That feels like a thing that you guys would do. Now, I mean, obviously, maybe they didn't. Maybe they wanted to do some of these and they couldn't because you know re- reasons. And and licensing, but yeah, it's it's also. Um, I don't know that I would consider it's a man's, man's, man's world to be funk. That's definitely, you're, you know, leaning more into the soul category, which I realize there's some overlap, but, um, and then as yeah. as a white person, I totally have the authority to speak on this. <laughs> so that was said with sarcasm. I don't know. To me, to me speak- it's a man's world feels more like soul. I agree. I very much agree. In which case, um, then... Uh, Schuster says uh, good vibrations is not funk so then you literally have tell me something good and give up the funk are they two funk songs they had this uh, episode when they had six I mean that's pretty much just like the Lady Gaga episode with two yeah. Lady Gaga songs in which case it's like why Why do you even bother doing one why do you do a theme well because you don't even stick to a theme you don't even understand your theme and and yeah I think on the whole, I would would agree with you that this funk doesn't, they they went with funk just because I think they wanted something that did have soul and that there you can do a play on words that they're in a funk. And they didn't think further than that. Yeah. Uh, Are we surprised? No. No, not Not at all.
0: I think this episode confirmed to me that I don't particularly like funk music. And I feel like I was kind of biased against liking any of the song choices so much that I didn't It didn't actually occur to me that most of the songs weren't actually fun. That's fair. Basically, I'm saying, like, I don't think I think about the music quite as much as you do, which is (laughs) not surprising to me. Most of the music they did on the show were things I had never heard before I watched the episode. Just in general, not specifically in this episode.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I think it's interesting that later episodes really start to rely much more on current top hits. rather than songs that necessarily were attempting to be cohesive. Like, this episode uses songs that somebody thought were funk songs. Yeah. And... Some white guy thought (laughs) were funk songs. Some some white guy at the network was like, these are funk. Sure, Todd. But later seasons, especially, you know, in seasons I want to say after three, and really even Season three, two are using songs that are just on the radio to sell more records. Yeah. Unless it's a themed episode, right? Like the Saturday Night Live or Saturday Night, Live, the Saturday Night Fever episode, and the all the uh, tribute episodes are all themed. I also wonder. Okay, part of it would make sense that okay, they're they're re- they're covering songs that are already on the radio for uh, for selling records. But that's also going to cost more money than to do something that's older, because um, you're going to be competing with somebody that literally just released one. So um, sure. my thought on that is less sell records, more. Um, it it feels like a stroke to to somebody's ego to be able to say that like so many people that are that are so popular want to glee to be able to cover. I that. mean, I guess it would be a I matter guess. of digging into the, the deals made because it's like on one hand when Glee was super popular if if you're an emerging artist and the Glee people come to you and say we want to cover your song you're going to get this percentage of the royalties or a flat fee that'll when Glee was popular that probably boosted probably. the radio spins for radio that song for while selling their own record
0: so well, I feel like they could work for
1: like. For, for some, I, I feel like they can definitely work for certain bands, like say, I know um, some of the songs they covered uh, were small, were from they were smaller bands that had just released songs, but then you have stuff like Katy Perry. So I'm like, does Katy Perry need additional boosts in her sales? Uh, no. But how many people were coming to Katy Perry asking to do covers? It's fair. I'm not sure. I have no idea. I Just think some probably. Extremely calculated what songs they were choosing to do. It wasn't like somebody just had a deep, deep love of I can't even think of the song. Yeah, well, I do, I do think it's interesting because uh, oh, during the show we would hear stuff on the like a new song would come out, and I feel like we would all immediately go, Oh, how do you how would this be done? And I feel like yeah, exactly. Of yeah, literally a song would come out, and you know that they were immediately going to try to figure out a way to use it. Yes. See Hamilton. <laughs> Dodged a bullet. Uh, Anything anything else that stands out with you guys for uh, for Funk? Uh, This might be the canon moment of Kurt speaking French. Ah, yes. So that happens. Uh, That is is something worth note that we we apologize for ranting about Kurt speaking French. Canon versus non-canon. Well, now we have the moment though. Now we can pinpoint it to him saying one thing In the background of an episode, this is where it starts. And and to say, okay, this doesn't necessarily say explains his having like Parisian, you know, levels of, of French station, yeah. but yeah. uh, at least something. I mean, don't you know
0: everything something. Kurt mentions once he's immediately an expert in?
1: Obviously. Oh my God.
0: God! Baking, sewing, you know, all of. Them.
1: You know, I think I've read the fic where he both bakes, sews, and speaks French.
0: I, I feel like you could play a good game of like thick hunting bingo
1: with that. <laughs> yes, you could. That'd be fun. I, say that I don't think that's a thick. I think that's like an entire subgenre. <laughs> domestic Kurt. Which, by the way, I do not dislike. I do enjoy no, the so bad. Fun. Yeah, no, they, these aren't complaints. These are just observations. Yeah. We've read them all. Don't worry. Yeah, that's why I <laughs> know about them. That's, That's why we're aware they exist. <laughs> and frankly, we've written some now, haven't we? Probably, yes. Accurate. Um. What about uh, you, Mandy? Any, any lingering thoughts or or complaints for the episode? I, I,
0: I mean, like, I feel like most of it. my attention in the episode was on Sue and Shu. Um, and and my attention, I mean, like, mental energy focused on how much I disliked it. Uh-huh. That kind of dominated everything else. That's legit. So it was overall, so out of character. I didn't actually, that's like the episode that much uh, for that reason.
1: It was. I mean, that's fair. So out of character that I'm still mad about it. Her like, yeah. feeling bad that she's alone. Like Sue Sylvester marries herself later. She's never. She never feels bad that she's alone because she doesn't yeah. feel alone.
0: And then I, I do. I hate the potential of Glee using characters in ways that aren't love triangles, like yes. Mercedes and Quinn could have been. Oh yeah. So I wanted to do a love triangle with like Rachel, Quinn, Mercedes. That that might have been more interesting than most of what they did.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, it would have been. Or um, no, I just don't even put that thought in my brain. It's gonna... it's
0: Mercedes I'm afraid, but I
1: don't Mercedes. think I want to. Just <laughs> gonna walk it right back out. Do Mercedes what? I I, I, I answer my own question as I paused. So I was gonna say, is Mercedes ever in a love triangle? And then I said, and then I, and then yes, yes, she is. Yeah, but it's not given the same no. Yeah, you know. Like they yeah.
0: even their half ass storylines, if they involve relationships, have to still be love triangles.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's in a contract. <laughs> yes, probably. All right. So then we've got two down here. The bottom. I'm pulling up okay, so the the songs we've got. Is there a favorite song you guys had? Uh I guess another one bites the dust by default, but like not really.
0: Yeah, I I don't think I have a favorite song in this episode. Okay, I
1: I really did like Quinn's song. So even though I get to get to hear Kurt and and give up the funk, that's just don't care. So yeah, it's, it doesn't uh, raise it up. It doesn't. It doesn't. I will. I will give a small shout out to to Kurt and that song, but nah. But nah. But nah. Despite it being, uh, I guess, apparently one of their favorite songs to uh, to record and film, which I think makes sense because they could just do whatever the hell they wanted. And right. It's probably it nice it. in the middle of so many like regimented choreography. Mhm. Mhm. Now, uh, what about favorite quote? Do you guys have something that stuck out from this uh, this episode? The only thing that I wrote down was Kurt saying Rachel's one of us, we're the only ones who get to humiliate her. <laughs> That's a good thing. I That's just, good. you know, it felt it felt true to character. Very true. I like that. I didn't really have anything stuck out to me personally. So I'm gonna say I agree with you. I like yours. Good. I win. You win. That is that it was a it was a um, it's always a competition. Always a competition. Oh sorry I didn't tell you but I was competing. I, <laughs> surprise competition for best quote. Um yeah, I mean, I I feel like a lot we at the beginning we started saying, Hey, a lot happened here and as and as we're digging into it, it's sort of like a lot happened and yet I don't know what to say about it. Other than well, yeah, that's the problem is a lot happens and they're still just like, so does it matter? Like what happened? Yeah, I mean
0: it was a lot happened? of poorly executed things that happened. And right. if they're not executing these storylines well, then you just kind of shrug
1: at them. Yes. You're like, oh, all right. So Some they did the that. Okay. might lose their mm-hmm. scholarships, so whatever. Yeah. Do you ever hear that uh, about the job Puck and, puck and Finn have later? No. No, right. Uh, no. Uh, all right, whatever. Yeah. And maybe, that, maybe that's ultimately the problem is that like a thing happened, but to what point? To what end? Yeah, because you're just Not never sure either. if it's going to come up again later or if it'll just be a dangling participle for the series. That was that was a dangling participle. Nice. Thank you. I went yeah. to college.
0: Using that degree for podcasts on the internet.
1: Look, man, I paid for this master's. I'm going to use it. I understand. Yeah. Well, yeah. Same school kids. School you too could be smart on the internet. Yeah. All right. well I mean I don't really yeah, I don't really have much else on, on this episode or at least not as much as I at one point thought I had. It's fine because next time we're talking about the season finale. So we made it. We did. Next next uh next episode is is the is the end for the season. Yeah. And it is a reminder that we, we did make our way through season one. We did do it. We yeah, we did it, kids. So it was made it was made uh, aware to me that we forgot to do a kevin scale on the last episode. Yeah, we did. Which yes. is super super I know and not a, not good. Um so we need to make sure I uh, I do it for this one. So, yes. do we have a have a kevin number for, the, for this episode? <laughs> <laughs> kevin number. Um ah, I mean, not, it
0: was it was lacking in
1: Kevin. It was really what? Is, like he is like a point Kevin? He's break He's in. Give up the funk. But other than that, I think the lowest we've given is a point two. Do you a want to give us like probably. a point? Huh? I mean, you know, I guess it's another point two five, something, a like quarter Kevin, something like that. Yeah, I feel quarter Kevin. Not yeah. not, very, not very high on the Kevin scale. Oh uh, no. Which probably explains why we're unable to then come up with anything worthwhile talking about. <laughs> yeah,
0: the the quality of the episode is directly related to the amount of Kevin that's is or
1: isn't in it accurate this is completely accurate we we use nothing but science here at at ugly on the rocks yes this is a very professional setting we put a lot of time thought into it ahead of time totally yeah absolutely yes all right well then um then i'll call this funk episode complete and then we'll uh We'll see everybody soon for the the next episode, which includes this finale and the recap of the of the season and then also what we're looking forward to next season. Yeah. And I have no idea what that might be. Blaine. Yeah, so so that's should be coming soon. But uh yeah, so that this was funk and that's what you uh that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs>
0: At Farmers Insurance, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We've seen a car run into a tree, a tree fall through a roof, and we've even seen a car fall through a roof. Hey, babe.
1: Your parents are here. But
0: there's a better way for your home and auto to come together. Bundle them. And when you get both, you could save an average of 20%. Visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today.
1: We are farmers.
0: Report 2018 nationwide average savings underwritten by Farmers, truck fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.